Hi, I'm Jennifer Mulchandani. And I'm Heather Michaelgaard. Welcome to The M Word, where we have uncensored conversations on all things marketing. Due to COVID, we are not recording in the studio and apologize for any poor audio or technical glitches. As soon as it is safe, we will have our guests with us in the studio. Until then, stay healthy and wear a mask. Hello and welcome to The M Word. My name is Jennifer. And I'm Heather. And today we're talking to Dr. Alfred Amato. Dr. Amato is owner and founder of Behavioral and Educational Solutions. He is a psychologist by training and transformed his clinical practice into a successful behavioral health consulting organization that specializes in behavioral health and medical staffing and the provision of education support and clinical care. He has numerous national publications, presentations, and awards. Thank you so much for joining us today, Dr. Amato. Thank you for inviting me. Well, we are excited to find out all about your business and your journey. Um, but before we dive into uh, all of that and the marketing, why don't you please just give us the overview and help set the stage? Uh, what is your business and what is your role in in the marketing of, of that business? Sure, sure. So as you um, eloquently provided, um, I am a, a child psychologist by training. And in 2008, after... Having been on the faculty with the University of Maryland, I decided I needed more hands-on training, more I was I was doing a lot of theoretical work, just book work, you know, um, and I, I needed to to get more practical experience. So I opened up um, behavioral education to um, behavioral and educational solutions in 2008, and we provided services primarily to public charter schools in the DC area. And that grew um, fast. <laughs> and, um, and after 13 years, we are now providing services throughout the DC metro area. Um, we have, um, we have contracts with Baltimore County, Baltimore city, providing applied behavior analysis for children with severe disabilities. That's usually children with down syndrome, uh, aut autism spectrum disorder, um, we also go ahead and do what's called what, what I consider mental health, which is providing services, what you can think of more as when you think of a, of a psychologist counseling, psychological testing. But we do focus 100 percent with children for ch with children and families. And that's what, it, what really what our specialty is. In 2016, we decided to go after the 8A certification, which is the Small Business Administration um, certification for small minority-owned businesses. I am of Cuban descent and Latino. And we started um, working with the federal government to, in 2016. And we've been very fortunate to grow um, significantly. And now we're in 12 states. Um, prior to the pandemic, we were about 60, 60 employees strong. And with some uh, some cuts um, with different uh, budgets and and so forth, we we had to narrow it down. But we're building up again, and we also have a clinic in downtown Silver Spring where we provide um, behavioral and mental health services to children and families, psychological testing, ABA counseling groups, and parent coaching. 
Dr. Amato, that sounds amazing. Are you still practicing yourself as you're growing this business? I I I have done I have cut down my 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 um clinical practice significantly. I would say probably around 2018 I started cutting back. And the reason for that was just that it was it was very difficult to be present and focused for my clients when I had issues going on in Missouri with you know an employee not showing up or or all of a sudden a um you know a contract we had to work with or or financial um uh, stuff that we had to that we had to turn into to the loan office and so forth so i i do very little um clinical work right now it's only in those situations where we have a, a long waiting list primarily for evaluations um because those are that, that has an endpoint um and 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 I'll do it then, but it's it's probably less than ten percent of my time. So, what is your role then in marketing this business? Oh, I'm I'm the marketing guy here. <laughs> um, you know, I, I I think at least in in our size and um and we you know we still are considered small. I don't think there's anybody that can promote my my business better than I can. So I am involved with business development, um, marketing as far as developing the concepts and the text that needs to that needs to go um, on our website, on our social media um, notices, on the um, flyers that we send out, although they're they're all digital now on, on email. I do have um, consultants that I work with, um, similar to to you guys, that that help put everything in the help put my ideas in in the right messaging um, that is conducive for the potential client to um, to to absorb and 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 be able to engage with us. But one of the things that I've also recently as we continue to grow, you know, um, that we've started doing as far as, as far as our marketing is marketing to potential um, personnel, staff that we're going to be recruiting. Um, we realize that the message that we put out is very important. What we're saying, um, the things that we do as far as benefits and and different professional development programs that we have is important that we market it out because that putting out an ad and and hoping to get the right candidate isn't the way that we better our services. That that's it's interesting and I want to come back to that because we've worked with some other clients where there's this balance between recruiting sort of marketing to your target audience and then marketing for your own growth and for your for the people who are going to represent your brand. So, uh let's come back to that in a minute but I you know, I'm just so curious because not that I'm a trained psychologist by, by any stretch of the imagination, but I believe they don't really go into business uh, practices or how are you, how, like, where did you learn? Is this, was this all street cred that you figured it out? Or, I mean, you've grown multiple states, federal contracts, a huge operation, and you run the marketing. Where did you get those skills? 
So that that's interesting. So um, as I mentioned, uh, my my father um, was was Cuban. He immigrated to the U.S. after the Cuban Revolution, and he was a, a CPA and businessman. My entire um, company, I mean, my, my entire family um, are, are, are businessmen. You know, they have trades, whether they're plumbers, uh, general contractors, accountants, attorneys, but they've all opened up their own business and been, and been entrepreneurs. So I think it uh, partly comes from that. I remember when I told my dad um, that I wanted to be a psychologist, his question was, but why? <laughs> um, and, and even when I was in, in grad school, you know, I, I always, you know, most psychologists either go work for a school district, work at a hospital, or have a very small um, practice. I always knew that I wanted to create something that was more than than just myself. And that's exactly why we named it, uh, well, I named it Behavioral Educational Solutions, as opposed to Alfred J. Amato and Associates. Because if I would have done that, it would have always been tied to me. And I knew that you know, I would always, you know, see, let's say, hospitals or big clinics, and they were always being run by people that weren't clinicians. And, and at some point, it, it just dawned on me, I said, well, if they could, you know, be trained as business, um, on, business leaders, entrepreneurs, and learn to manage mental health, then why can't I be trained in mental health and learn how to manage a business? And, and it has been a, you know, a learning experience, a lot of books read, um, courses taken for my own growth. I love that. Our motto around here is say yes and then figure it out later. <laughs> uh, Dr. Amato, you said in the beginning that you loved marketing. Um, a lot of people are intimidated by it. What, what is it specifically that you love about it? Well, we do a lot of great things. So I just want to go ahead and let everybody know, you know, parents, hey, it's, there's no, there's no recipe on how to raise a child. Um, yes, all kids have tantrums. And, I, and for us, and particularly for me, the message that I've always wanted to, to share with our clients, that regardless of, you know, all these disorders and DSM, um, uh, you know, disorders that are out there, out there and criterias, most of the time, what you're seeing in your children is, is somewhat normal, very normal. And, and it's, a, it's a matter of the interaction between the child and their environment. And that's what we get the behavior we have. So for me, it was always about trying to normalize um, behavioral health um, services and and letting people know that they don't have to be afraid of seeking help not it's it's not stigmatizing um so so for me it was always about sharing our knowledge of what 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 um behavioral mental health services are and and that just came came natural so, I, I, yeah, I love that because it's, you know, in you, you didn't say it this way that I would say it as a marketer, but you, it's, you love marketing because it helps you share the message that's so important to you and, and your and message, you know, it's, there is the power, right? It's, it's a platform. But one of the things I wanted to, to ask you about is 
you know, you shared with us that, uh, you know, you were work, you have someone who's now your mentor and you said, I'm not spending that kind of money on marketing and your mentor, I love this quote. Your mentor said the business owner that tries to skim, skimp on marketing is equivalent to the person that tries to save time by pausing the clock. Yeah. And, and so you've stopped skimping on marketing, but you say you're, you're, you're still vigilant on where your money goes. So where does your money go in marketing? And, and, and how, how long did it take you to get to that point? So I'll start with how long it took me to get there. I think, so we, we, from the beginning, I was marketing. First, I started doing pamphlets and then we did postcards. And then I opened, and then we went ahead and did our, our, um, our website. And I remember the first website we did was, you know, I hired someone and, and it cost me, you know, back then it wasn't, it was cheap for, for the norm at the time, but it, I think it cost me like $2,000 to, but I got a $2,000 website. I mean, you could tell the difference when you saw it compared to my competitors. So over the course of these 13 years, I've realized that our business, so our, our business does have different revenue streams, things like with our government contractors and so forth. Marketing doesn't really matter too much there because it all depends on the response that we do to a to an RFP and so forth. But on the families that we serve that want to come into our into our um, clinic, that want to let us into their home, then we got to make sure that the message that we're providing is true to our core beliefs and how that differentiates us from other psychologists or mental health professionals. So I realized that the growth of the business really depended on help from professionals, just like I would go, just like someone would come to me as, you know, because they're having difficulties with their children throwing tantrums or they still can't um, get their three or four-year-old to stop bedding the wet the bed. And I would, you know, provide my knowledge and expertise then I realized that I needed to do the same thing in marketing my business. There is so much that I can do within the training that I have that I need help from professionals that are trained and, and do a good job on, on, um, on, the, on the messaging of my business. So where does the, where does the, um, the money go? Um, the money goes primarily to digital advertising through Facebook, um, primarily Facebook, Google ads, Google, my business. Um, we just revamped our, our, um, our website and, uh, added a lot more graphics or, or pictures that, that represent who we are, a very diverse organization that speaks well over five languages, um, to provide services to our, to our clients. So, that is that's where the where the money's going primarily. Um, but now we're also looking and seeing, okay, well, you know, beyond that, do do we need to do advertising? So we also do advertising for uh, the local um, newsletters or neighborhoods near our office. And um, and now we're looking to 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 hire uh, a publicist that can really you know um, continue in promoting our our business and our message out there. 
Dr. Amato, are there any marketing tactics that are a bit outside your comfort zone that you haven't tried yet, but that you want to? So, I mean, this is this is one right here. Um, we are, you know, one of the things that we want to do is because it is advised by our, our marketing consultants that we need to have more videos, more things that engage the, the potential client. So here I am <laughs> um, on a podcast as a guest with you guys, not necessarily my comfort zone, but again, for the goal of promoting our business, getting our message out, letting people know that, that seeking services of mental health services, behavioral health services is okay, then I've, you know, gone outside my comfort zone. Well, congratulations on doing that. It's, uh, we, we love to be involved in pushing people to get on camera and to, uh, you know, try tactics that they, they maybe not explored before. So, so our, our motto is um, uh, nurturing growth. So you guys are nurturing and helping me grow. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, yeah. Love it. So, uh, but are there things that you've tried in your business, uh, marketing tactics that just bombed? So, you know, a couple of things that, that are difficult for me also um, that I've tried and haven't given too much um, um haven't been successful, have been sending out, the first thing we did was we, we created these, you know, fold in flyers that, you know, people put, usually you'll find them in doctor's offices and stuff. And that really didn't go anywhere. Um, we also, we created these postcards early on, sending them to public charter schools, letting them know that we were, um, what the areas that we worked in and that we were in the area and we could provide services that really didn't give much, um, that, that, that didn't come to any fruition. What I found was that, you know, just word of mouth was very important. Um, but those were two things that, that really didn't provide what we wanted, which was the, the increase in our, in, in the clients that we served. Dr. Amato, I want to talk briefly about the last year and the pandemic. How did your marketing change or shift through COVID? And talk to us, I mean, did you see an uptick in patients? Um, talk to us about the last year, what that was like for your business. So, um, you know, March 16th or something like that, when, you know, the school shut down, um, we took a real, a real, a real big hit because we provide services to five public charter schools in school in, in, in the DC metro area, um, as well as Baltimore County, Baltimore City, and everything shut down. And we went from 100% providing services, 100% face to face in the homes, in the clinics, in the schools, and our, you know, our clients aren't you know, adults like us that we could easily do therapy and, you know, this could easily be, you know, sentence of therapy session and we're just talking, discussing things. But you can't do that with children with severe disabilities that 
have executive, have impulsivity issues, um, sometimes can't communicate, hyperactivity and, and attention problems. So we had to significantly change our our delivery method to completely online. And we, and, you know, we have some clients that 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 um you know get 20 hours a week. There's no way you could do 20 hours a week on Zoom, you know. So we we had to put a, a huge pause on everything. Um I actually asked our our um we didn't know what it what how long this was going to last. So we asked our our um, SEO marketing consultants to pause everything so we could figure out what was going on. And then probably within two, two, a month and a half, two months that we were back in, 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 um, you know, in our stride within COVID, um, we started everything up again and started marketing what we were doing. We're back, we're on telehealth, we're, um, you know, we're, we started marketing our our COVID protocol so people could feel comfortable knowing what they were, you know, they were safe coming to see us. Um, in October, we reopened our 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 clinic. We we advertised that also. So I think what we did primarily was pause and see how this was gonna um, play out, and then changed our messaging to be to match the context that we were living in. That, that's, it's very common. And I, you know, I, I appreciate hearing that, you know, you, part of your shift was in changing what you were talking about and having to talk about COVID protocols and things like that. It's um, particularly in the, you know, when you're in the service business and it's, it's so personal, it's that, that, that safety and health messaging is really important and continues to be to this day. There's still, I think businesses as tired as of they are of COVID, you know, it's like, can we, we have a client, she, she says, can we please just stop ca- talking about it? It's, well, no, cause your, your customers actually still care depending on the type of business you're in. You're going to have to, to really think about that. But, you know, you just talked a little bit about make, you know, t- targeting different audiences with different messaging. And I want to return to a topic that, that you raised earlier which was, you know, balancing when you're growing your business, balancing marketing to getting new clients, new customers in the door, the phone ringing and, and recruiting your, your team and your staff, the professionals, and especially as you grow out of state. So, you know, I'm curious how you've walked that, um, that fine line and, and what the avenues, where were you marketing for your, your people recruiting, your HR recruiting? Were you using your normal marketing channels or, or was it a, a completely different strategy for you? So that, that's also been an, uh, an evolution. Um, you know, early on, I, when I, I remember the, the first employee that I hired full time, I put an ad out in the American Psychological Association um, monthly journal. And and I had a couple of good candidates, hired someone. And what I noticed over the course of our development that that became harder and harder. The pool of candidates wasn't as good. We were um, spending a good amount of money, you know, placing ads on ZipRecruiter, in, indeed, in the professional journals. So probably about five years ago, I 
I started tracking that a little more financially, seeing okay, how much am I spending with very little results. You know, we weren't getting the the um the personnel that we needed. So in 2017, we hired our first internal HR person. And now we have an amazing HR um, specialist. Uh, funny enough, she's 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 full time with us, but she she lives in Mississippi. We're so having we're having. I'm sorry to interrupt you. We're having issues with sound. We started, you know, reaching out to people, you know, and and started taking that approach rather than putting out ads, and um, got we re. Um, routed that money towards more programs within uh, within our organization internally, because you know obviously uh, one of the things that that does happen in addition to to marketing, you know you got to deal with organizational operations and and financial things that come up, you know, or or personnel that can run that because you can't do everything as a business owner. So we started diverting that money that we used to use for for ads into programs for our personnel professional development so now what we do is we have um tuition reimbursement programs we have um some really strong team building programs we have mentoring programs all those things have made us a lot more attractive to early career to, to mid-career um, clinicians that want to be involved with those type of programs. Uh, you know, sometimes being a clinician in mental health can be a very isolated um, career because in, in many cases, you're, you're in an office, clients come in, clients come out, you're back-to-back seeing um, uh, clients and very little time to associate with colleagues and share, um, you, know, you know, just some camaraderie. So we started doing programs that promoted the culture that we had in the company of professional development, mentorship, and collegiality, that family um, feeling. And all of a sudden, we, we had more psychologists than, than we could, um, you know, trying to, 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 um, to join our, our team than, than we had, um, you know, positions for. I think that's so smart, Dr. Amato. Um, who do you look up to? You, you're kind of self-taught, self-inspired marketer um, who's clearly doing well. But is there anyone who's also a marketer that you follow either on social or you read their books? Who inspires you? So um, I can't say that that um, uh, that I've been reading anything re- recently you know, that that's marketing um, related, but I am reading right now um, uh, President Barack Obama's last book, um, The Promised Land. And he talks a lot about how, you know, he developed from, from, um, uh, you know, a, a law student to, uh, uh, community advocate to center the finally president. And one of the things that he does do and is really talk about how his messaging had to change from not being 
really selling his voice or his ideas, but channeling the ideas and 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 needs of the people that he wanted to represent. And as I was reading the book, then he came out with this podcast on uh, um, uh, with uh, Bruce Springsteen, which is great. I highly recommend. Um, so that somewhat influenced, um, you know, me being here today. But I've had some great um, mentors that that you know, the dog Doug Palmer, my my dissertation chair, someone that always um, saw that. I was likely going to take a different path than than some of his other students, and and um, uh, nurtured it and helped it grow. Um, you know, I, I do Tai Chi with um, uh, uh, Master Dennis Brown, um, uh, a, a Kung Fu uh, expert Tai Chi master. Um, I mean, I have a lot of people that I look up to, not necessarily in math, in in <laughs> in uh, marketing. That's it's inspiring though, and and I think uh, it's having a diverse uh, realm of inspiration. It's you know, particularly you talked about your your industry. It can be a lonely place. It's you're you're in a, a very uh, giving place. So having having places having these resources um, to find your own inspiration uh, is really, I think, heartfelt. And I appreciate you sharing those. Thank so you. you know, just to, to wrap up, if you could go back and talk to the Dr. Amato, who was thinking up this great idea of I'm going to start my own business, um, and what would you tell yourself looking back on on your own journey? What kind of advice might you give yourself? You know, as as a psychologist, and and kind of touching a little bit on on um, on your, your your comment just before of, of the isolation and you know of being a psychologist, a lot a lot of people see psychologists as if um, you know we should know everything, we should have everything together, and and um, but you know we're people with you know with our own thoughts and. And, you know, you never know what someone's thinking. You know, the, the face might say one thing, but the thoughts might be something else. And in in training as a psychologist, it, it's almost as if your, your professors are, they teach you to solve problems and to be able to kind of just approach anything and attack it. I would have started seeking out professional advice outside of psychology um, and more in business a lot earlier. I, with, you know, marketing, finance, um, HR, operations, all those things are things that it's not rocket science, but there it takes time. There's detail-oriented issues with it. And if you're trying to do everything, then there's a lot, that you're that potentially you're not doing that that what you're really good at whether it could be the marketing or seeing a client you know so i would say that i wish i would have become a, a lot more business savvy early on and and reached out to to um uh, professionals in the in 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 all the areas that you need to focus on as a as a business owner again hr 
operations, finance, and marketing. Very good advice. Dr. Amato, if our listeners wanted to connect with you or learn more about your services, where can they find you? Sure. They could go to www.b, as in Bravo, E as in Echo, S as in Sam, D as in Delta, C as in Charlie.com. And we'll put that link for sure in the show notes so folks can find find your website there. Well, today we've been talking to Dr. Alfred Amato, the owner of Behavioral and Educational Solutions, and we've enjoyed this time with you. Thanks for joining our podcast. Thank you. I enjoyed it very much also. Take care. Thanks for listening. We hope you'll come back. Subscribe to The M Word wherever you listen to podcasts. And for more uncensored conversations, visit the M Word page at arlingtonstrategy.com.